Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. everyone, it's Linda OJ here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network with another SBCN Small Biz Podcast. I am delighted today to welcome back one of our regular guests, Steve Bentley, Northern River Financial. Good morning, Steve. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. I guess you've just finished one of your breakfast networking um, events. Yeah, it's a beautiful day outside too. I was listening to the chickadees on the way in the door, so it's a nice fall morning. It looks absolutely lovely. I'm happy to be going out and about later in some meetings so I can enjoy the outdoors. Today, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about an article I read that was featured in the Globe and Mail newspaper. And they, the article is called Young Entrepreneurs and the Myth of Lazy Millennials. And I thought that was quite an interesting you know, title and um, something that we could enjoy, you know, chatting about because we both work with um, young entrepreneurs today and we both like to mentor them. So did you have a chance to have a look at the article? I did. It's funny. um, I've actually done a little bit of writing about millennials in the last little while. So when you brought that topic up, I thought that's perfect because it's it's a big thing people need to be able to understand when they're dealing with a younger uh, business crowd and entrepreneurs. So, um, You've been working with, you know, young entrepreneurs and so have I. And I have to say that it's a 50-50 for me. Um, Some of them do. Well, it says here, the truth is millennials get a bad rap. But I have to say it's not 100% of of the young entrepreneurs, you know, in in my opinion. Um, And the reason I say some of them, I get a bad impression from some of them, um, it doesn't seem like they are socially engaged community into the community, helping communities, and dedicated, you know, to their careers. Um, I'll give you an example. So many people have said to me in the past few weeks that they have good job offerings, whether it's in the tech industry, you know, the financial, they have good job offerings for young people who are, you know, just about to leave university. And one of the things we've noticed is they are asking for the world in a salary. They are asking for a top salary with no experience in the workplace and they do want it handed all on a plate. Now, I know that's not a young entrepreneur, but where the young entrepreneurs are concerned who want to start their own businesses, once again, some of them feel that it's going to be an easy process and, again, they don't have to do any work to get to the point where they are. So I'm guessing in your case you're going to share with us some of the the, the, the not-so-negative comments about, you know, the young millennials in the workplace today? You know, a couple of things. The old glass is half full, glass is half empty. You know, I think we can even go back into some of our past generations and say you can almost make the same argument in terms of there's some that do and some that don't. I do, though, think that more of the younger generation, the millennials, the post-80 babies, really are dealing with a, a sense of, of, of more personal entitlement. Uh, I don't know where that's derived from because the older generations are like, well, you have to work for what you get, and that hasn't changed. But I also think they do get a bad rap because some of the high-tech 
if you use that as an example, the entrepreneurs coming into that space are really, really intuitive. They're really looking at getting engaged. And that article to talk about, you know, some, you know, really having success there are becoming more mm-hmm. personally engaged. Certainly the big thing that changes and the demographic changes, I think where the older generation sort of falls down is that a lot of the millennials are much more socially engaged. Now there's electronic interfaces, there's tools, there's a social media. They're using a lot of other ways of engaging with people and not the traditional ways of, you know, handshaking and going to people personally. And I think there is a dichotomy between the way we would look at engaging with people and the way maybe millennials do now. So again, the article mentions phones, but I think they are getting a bad rap you know, the millennials in this case, because we're all guilty of not being able to put our phone down. I just feel that, yes, it's great, Steve, that they are um, communicating and socializing differently to the way maybe, you know, our generation did. But I still feel that there's a gap there that should be filled by them. For instance, I think it's nice that they can get out and about and shake hands with people and meet people face to face and a lot of them are doing that but then there's nothing it's like they just wait for people to follow up with them and to do something with them and to be honest say out of about 50 young entrepreneurs that I've been working with over the past six months only two of them actually got the right idea that it can't all be done for you you have to do some of the work we follow up and it can't all be done online Steve Exactly. I think we just spoke to it in, in the recent um, Business Network Today conference, and, and you you know have just written about uh, the whole concept of business networking. And I think the millennials, the, the ones that fall down are the ones who think that the electronic interface is the only way to deal with it. And we both know that as much as you have devices in front of you, you've got phones, iPads, whatever you're using for electronic communication, that does not replace person-to-person contact and those that are going to find the opportunities instead of the poor, oh, poor me, I can't find a job are the ones that are going out to find it. And it isn't just looking and engaging online. It's actually going out and following up on those leads or actually meeting the people they're engaging with and looking for those opportunities. One example, I, I think I see a lot of young people really, and it's sort of fostered by, by the use of things like Facebook and, and Twitter is a lot of social engagement in terms of charitable functions or raising money for things. And there's so much a way to be able to do that. But, you know, the mindset there is that the millennial mindset, I should say, is really one to say, well, those are opportunities as well where you can actually go and engage with people to find those future opportunities for yourself. And Mm -hmm. if you're not going to find them, they're not going to come to you, as you just said. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with that. I'm going to be devil's advocate today and say, again, I work a lot uh, with the not-for-profit people. I do a lot of, you know, give back myself. And again, it's not all of all of the young entrepreneurs or millennials, but a lot of them just want to be there for the glory. Um, they're taken onto a board or they're taken onto a committee and they think they don't really have to do anything. They just turn up for the photos and the glory. Yeah, I know. And again, I'm being devil's advocate. It's not 100% of, of the young millennials. It's not 100%. But those few that do this, word gets around. It gives a bad name for everybody. And I know we know a lot of people you know, who do a lot of hard work and, and help build the communities. But we shouldn't be doing it just for the glory and we shouldn't be just turning up on the day and not doing any work. And it paints a, a really negative uh, picture of these young people, doesn't it? It does, and I think the the difference today is that that kind of information gets around so quickly 
having and being on a couple different charitable boards, I find that there are some young people who are really engaged, who really want to contribute to have a personal cause. But there are also the ones that quickly, you know, in most cases by, by strong boards who get weeded through the process to say, look, you have to contribute. You have to have a reason, a belief in why you're here. If you're here just to get the picture ops and, and then, you know, being in, in, you know, the networking opportunities, but not really being here to fulfill the needs of the, or- the charitable organization or the nonprofit organization, then they're hopefully, in, in some cases, they're going to find that those are quick exit doors. But you know how quickly it is to kill a reputation if bad mm-hmm. word gets put out mm-hmm. about you. So people Definitely. have to be so cautious about that. Definitely. Um Going in the direction of, of kind of sticking up for the young entrepreneurs and, and the myth of the mean lazy, I know a lot of people from the different generation who basically are quite lazy and um, started maybe their businesses or started working for large organizations many, many years ago and think that it's handed to them on a plate and they don't have to do anything. So again, it, you know, it, it's not just I don't think the, the, the young millennials, I think it happens a, across the board. Um, what I'd like to do is see more of the millennials um, networking at a lot of different networking events and and basically just observing, um, you know, what do you get from giving the handshake, Steve? I mean, you continue to give the handshake and I give the hug. So um, what I'm finding, if I go to a lot of the tech events locally, um, the seminars are great and then afterwards for the network and a lot of these younger people are standing around not knowing what to do. Then they gather together and there's no point then because they're missing out on shaking hands with you, Steve, or getting to know me. So are we doing it wrong? Should, should we be doing it like these younger people or do you think it is good to stick to some traditional ways of networking? I don't think you'll ever get away from the traditional forms of networking. Uh, you know, I, I use an analogy in a, in a presentation, really, talking about like a high school dance where you've got a group of people that gather in, you've got the, the ladies on one side, the men on the other, and this big space in the middle. And where they need to come together is how to cross that floor. They need to engage with people and going to a function and not communicating with people or shaking hands or finding a time to, to find out even some things that could even help them in their pursuits. You know, it's amazing when information's out there, people are willing to have a conversation. But the older generation, I think, you know, they need to serve and grasp, grasp the concept that marketing or, or engaging with people, particularly millennials, has, has changed to some degree. And it changes some of our traditional ways of looking at business. So I think there, there's a good and the bad. And I mm-hmm. think the ones that are going to be successful as millennials is, you know, they're going to know how to use some of the old tools. But embrace it with some of the new things that they're doing, such as your social media. And the big thing about an online presence, right? You want to get out there and, and, and create that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it can either be a very positive, or as we just spoke about, it can very be you know, negative in terms of how actually people, when they meet you, how they get a persona uh, judgment and sort of look at, oh, this is really not who they are. So, I mean, as much as you have a, a you know a place out there on Facebook and some of the other media sites in terms of this is who I am, that's got to be you genuinely, and you've mm. got to be able to present that in person in, so when in you, terms of networking. When you were mentoring, um, I think it was the summer students for the local mm. um, Waterloo Region Small Business, um, basically you were mentoring some of these young millennials, and you, there must have been some, some stars that stood out and said, you know what, we know it's not going to be easy, we know we've got to work hard, and it would be nice to get to know more about you, Steve, to see how you did it. You must have had some, some stars standing out and doing that because it's not all bad, is it? 
Well, I, I think it goes back to what I said. As you look at millennials, there are there's sort of two two groups, and the ones that really stood out in Summer Company really were the ones who had drive, ambition, engagement, going out and meeting with people, finding the opportunities, solving their problems, and also realizing there's resources there that they can draw on to help. They don't necessarily know the answer to everything, but they know how to go about and try and get the information they need in order to make a decision from their business. On the other hand, you've got a lot who, you know, you obviously are meeting them every every two weeks in this particular scenario, uh, and they, they just haven't made any progress. It's sort of like, well, this came up, or how to do yeah. this, or this took a priority. Well, you can very quickly see, well, maybe they don't have that mindset, and maybe their business won't be successful. It doesn't even matter what they're specifically in. It comes down to the personal aptitude and the drive. And mm-hmm. I think anybody who succeeds in business, whether it's millennials or anybody you know in our demographic, certainly it's going out and getting it done. Mm-hmm. And I was going to jump in there and say this is this is where you know it's not the millennials. It's it's, it's like it's every generation um, can be lazy in that respect. And I think in the past couple of weeks, I've been tearing my hair out myself because it would appear today that a nobody says thank you, uh, whether it's a verbal thank you, an email, a thank you card, whatever. Nobody says thank you anymore. It's as if everything's taken for granted. Um, Again, follow-up, follow-up is very important to me and nobody seems to be following up. But the worst thing for me is um, I think I think emails are really becoming like the dinosaur and we'll have to go into this in our next conversation because we're running out of time. But again, um, we have to send emails today. I like a paper trail. But um, a lot of people today are relying on the social media platforms to send you a message, which to me is not good enough engagement. It's not a good enough paper trail. But that's not just the young millennials. That's everybody, I think, today who's using, you know, the social media in other ways. So I don't think 100% of, you know, the millennials, young entrepreneurs, whether they're going to work for an organization or start the business are lazy. I think it's a case of... There's always going to be the few that give them the bad name. I think it's across the board, to be honest. But um, what do you want to leave us with today, Steve? What words of wisdom can you share with people listening about this today? I think you touched on a, on a point there, which is important. And as much as we have electronic tools by which we communicate with people, you know that from the networking side, you said it yourself, you need to go out and you need to have a personalization to that relationship. And, you know, emails and, and text messages and Twitter, they can be so impersonal. So, you know, like what we do with our clients, for example, is a handwritten note as a, as a thank you for something, you know. Those kind of things mean a lot. And they're going to actually create a warmer relationship with who they're particularly dealing with. But we lose so sight of, yeah, we've got electronic tools, but we need to keep it personal. And I think it's important that whether it's our generation or millennials, they need to make mm-hmm. sure they're engaging personally with people because that's where things get done. I agree. But also, I'm going to say to those young millennials out there who may be exceedingly bright and have a lot of credentials now they've been to university, if their expectation is they're going to be snapped up for the top job at the top salary with no experience at all, they probably will lose out, Steve, because there's so many out there who will work to get to the top and the organizations cannot afford to pay these ridiculously high salaries so maybe the expectations um, of getting the really high paid salary straight out of university maybe that's something that should be taken into account you know at the universities maybe they should bring more focus into that area that echoes exactly i'm reading a book right now called the Willingness to Win by Robert Herskovic, who is on Shark Tank mm. in the States. And he yeah. basically said, you know what? When he hires into the high-tech capacity, he says, you know what? You can have two different candidates, one who's got a list of every single credential 
and not really a strong personality or drive. And then you've got those who are 50-50. He'll lean towards those that have that personability, yeah. that ability to go out and get the job done, yeah. not just looking at what's on paper. But but does that mean then that he would give them the really, really high salary to start? Or surely it's a case of, um, you know, there are people already working in the organization, say, who've been there many years, and they are, let's say that they're earning $200,000 a year. That's just thrown out there. And this young millennial with no experience comes up and says, you know, I want $175,000 a year. That That's not real life. I mean, to me, that's absolutely just not real life. I mean, is it possible? To, to Is that what he's saying, that he will give that kind of salary? No, he's just saying if he's looking at placing person into a position, he's going to look at it combination of not only their skill set but also their personal skill set but you have that you, you've got that expectation in someone else to be able to walk into a job and expect a certain salary and i think yeah. those people who run strong and successful businesses could say great you've got that technical ability but mm-hmm. you don't have that experience and you need exactly. to work up through the organization in order to get to where you'd like to go yeah so i think yeah you know you're right the millennials young millennials do get a bad rap it's those few Rotten apple, should we say, that do it. But I think it's been a great conversation today, today, Steve, and I think you're leaving us with lots of food for thought. And um, we'll chat again soon. All right. You take care, Linda. Have a great day. Have a lovely day. Bye. 